Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Breakdown. I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And we hope that you are having a wonderful end of summer. Yes. Um, even though summer officially ends September 21st. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh no, because that's when fall arrives yes. or autumn arrives. Yeah. But to me, the beginning of summer ending is when I walk into Walmart <laughs> and I see all the back to school supplies. And yeah, they show up in J- in July. I was just saying, I feel bad for you because that was July. A, you know, and, and I'm not in school, you know, uh, right now officially. Yeah. But I still have some PTSD from when I was a kid and I would see those products come out and it's like, it hits you in the chest. Do you know my you know? kids actually anticipate that? That's something you and I don't even understand. Yeah, yeah. Some some kids love that. My ki- I they anticipate the back to school oh, season and no, getting the no, stuff. I'm no, like, no, oh. no, no. I'm a summer guy through and through. Oh yeah, I love it. But you uh, you must use a lot of sunscreen because I don't usually see you like I. I just kind of take the sun in. Do you use sunscreen? I try to. You my, try. My to. mom's always reminding me. Okay. Yeah. According to her, I definitely do not use enough. Wow. So that's interesting. I guess you know you and I were just talking about on the off the mic that some things you never outgrow. My mom still reminds me yep. to use sunscreen. So moms are great, man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> really? they are. <laughs> I love it, moms. Uh, this is a, this is the ode to moms everywhere. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much mm. to keep us safe in summer and winter and all seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And School of the Spirit is starting. Oh, man, this is so exciting. We had this week, earlier this week, we had our orientation night. Yeah. Um, it was really cool to watch my wife come alive on Sunday as she oh, kind yeah. of made the last Absolutely. pitch. Absolutely, um, yeah. For School of the yeah. Spirit. It was really cool. None of that is canned or rehearsed. And, you know, I had to say, she said, I really sense I... I'm supposed to share this account mm-hmm. from Salem this past week and just a little bit and how I wouldn't have been prepared if I had not gone through these classes. And I'm like, yeah, you definitely got to share that. And just praying through it in the morning, we're like, okay, you make the announcement then for school, because this is our last pitch to remind everybody last day to sign up, which was really good. Lots of fun, lots of activity at the table. And it was just really cool to hear what comes out of her and what comes out of our students as we connected with students who were there yeah. this week connecting and orientation, hearing about the transformation of lives. And there's never, I always feel this way, there's never enough cameras around to capture when somebody is saying something. Oh, no. We have these conversations yeah. in person. It's like, <laughs> wait, can you reproduce that on this video right here? And it's so hard because I want that to be heard. It's so cool. That's so fun. It's really awesome. Um, and uh, at the orientation the other night, I was talking to Lori St. Ilme, and she's also taking a class. I know. I think that's really cool that a, a lot of our staff yes. are getting involved in School of Spirit, either as a teacher or a student, yep. sometimes both. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that should be an encouragement to any of you listening that you never stop learning. You right. never stop growing just because you've, you know, you have a position at a church or you're in charge of a ministry. That doesn't let you off the hook from growing. Yeah. And and then reproducing, and we're going to get to all of this, you know, in the message. But it's if you are not participating in School of the Spirit in some capacity, I will say you are missing out. Mm. You truly are missing out. Now it's too late for this year, yeah. But there is another semester coming up, so start praying now. Go look and see some of the classes, and then find out what what the Lord might have for you to do next semester. Yeah. It, it really is pretty amazing. I'm probably going to uh, regret saying this, but you just said it's too late. And the truth is, 
We all, I I always try to not say make it's it too never late. Too late? I, I say that. I say that, and then I I'm get gonna in grab trouble. a tissue. Oh my goodness! <laughs> because wow, the admin and Josh, our media guy, they always get upset with me. You can't stop. You gotta stop letting people in all the time. But it's just so good. It's so fun. I was telling somebody we're coming into our fourth year at School of the Spirit, and you know that times however many times I've taught the powers in the gospel, I was telling a new student, prospective student on on Sunday. I am transformed mm-hmm. every time I teach the course. And, and you know, you're coming oh, into yeah. your second round. Yeah. yeah. Every time our, our instructors are experiencing something new every time we approach the material. Well, well and, and that's the crazy thing, especially getting to feel it from, a, from an instructor standpoint, mm-hmm. is I know the class that I'm teaching is the same class. Yeah. It's the same title, Biblical Worldview. The lesson topics are basically the same. Yeah. But I can already feel, I was talking to a new student, I was like, I can already feel that it's going to still be unique. Yes. And I, I still have to prep each lesson again. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not, it's not the same. That's right. Yeah. It's so amazing. I want to say, get on to schoolofthespirit.church. Check it out. If you need to send an email to admin at schoolofthespirit.church, we'll definitely dialogue with you. We would love for you to be a part of the school and what God is doing. Mm-hmm. You won't regret it. I was plugging in some of those gap year students today, and it's just really cool to see how people are taking the step. I I firmly believe, and that's part of what the Lord was revealing this year. I firmly believe that one year, and I don't, we don't want to see it limited, but one year at School of the Spirit yeah. will be transformational. Absolutely, it really will. God will do it. Set the course of your life in great mm-hmm. direction. Which yeah. it comes down, comes back around to what Jamal was talking about on Sunday: the fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. Honestly, all I kept thinking about. Now, you know what I wanted to see on the screen? <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> oh, Jamal. What I wanted to see on the screen was a potato. Oh, yeah. Because all I kept thinking was the couch potato. When he's like, are you a fruit or you're or a, a vegetable? vegetable? I kept thinking, are you a couch potato? Are there we? Go. Are that we is just... <laughs> the word. That is the word. Ugh. We, need, we need a proverb about you know being a sluggard now oh my god well we have plenty. go to the ant thou sluggard yeah you have to say in king james you too. do it, yeah. it's more effective yeah do you know i i think i want to before we even get into jamal's message on sunday this idea of apathy laziness mm-hmm. sluggard you know even when we say it it kind of like even i don't know it kind of just ruffles me a little bit and mm-hmm. i feel like there's almost this pressure to be to do to perform and then because I feel like I can't be, do, and perform, I fall into maybe just apathy. Do you think right. it's more of like this idea that I'm not going to measure up, so I just become apathetic? Or is Yeah, I, I think apathy, it often follows discouragement, there, which, that's what I'm often, trying to say. Yeah. which often follows um, a failure or, mm-hmm. or a realization of a fault in this us. This is it, yes. And so it, it's, it's, what, and it's what the enemy is trying to get us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he can't take away our salvation, uh, but he wants to neutralize us. He wants to make us ineffective yeah. for the kingdom. So if he can get you discouraged, and then from discouragement, he gets you to feel uh, down and shameful about yourself, that's going to lead to apathy. That's going to lead to being a sluggard. And yep. then he's going to throw in some kind of unhealthy coping mechanism that causes you to self-feed on yourself and, and look inward. Boy, you just nailed it right there. But I, I wanted to break it down because that's that's part of the concern is we can we, we then turn into like, OK, don't be lazy. And we, we move into right. the law mm-hmm. instead of realizing, OK, maybe discouragement set in somewhere. Yeah. You gave in to the discouragement. 
you became apathetic because you saw no way out and now you're just coping. Right. So it's like, this is really the nature of being part of a body of Christ and being plugged in. Yeah. And I, and I think especially for us as new Englanders Mm. that rise and grind is, is a way that we also, we, we fill our lives with a busyness and a, you know, a push and really digging into our work. But oftentimes it can be in a very self-focused way. It's true. It's true. And, and I would say what I am always growing, what I'm always moving out of and becoming aware of is not being a performer, not yeah. leaning into the performance mm-hmm. and being, you know, just being accepted, not based on performance, but okay, Jesus loves me. Yeah. You know, God accepts me. I'm his mm-hmm. son. And that is all that matters. Yeah. Everything I do with and for him comes as an overflow of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to achieve anything. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's funny because um, over this last week, my friend, uh, this last weekend, my friend Hamilton from Virginia came up to stay and he's from the South. He's from North Carolina and talking with him and hanging out with him. I started to really notice my, my Northerner. Wow. Um, you Yankee. I talk so fast. Yeah. Hamilton talks in a very relaxed slow thoughtful way yeah um i you know and he would leave these pockets in the in the sentence where (laughs) i thought he was done speaking and i would like start speaking and then i'm like oh my goodness he's not done i I, i'm like i am so rude i'm interrupting you know but then uh you know what he models really well is like uh intimacy with the lord and waiting on the lord wow. like he got up uh, one morning and i was like hey how, how are you doing he's like oh i got up an hour ago but you know i was just you know praying and talking to the lord and i was in men in, in my mind i'm making this mental note of like oh wow like you know i, I could have done that like mm. i was mindful of the lord and i yeah. wake up mindful of him but that drive in me to start getting things done it it, it can kind of take away from that opportunity for intimacy. I don't want to say yeah. that we have to do no, that. No, I know. But it's it's how many opportunities for intimacy with the Lord do I pass up because of this drive in me to like let's get to the next thing. Let's 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 get some productivity on the on the table today. Oh, I know. It, it's so interesting you say that. And I would I would have to say this that you know sometimes we don't enjoy the stripping away process, mm-hmm. the cleansing process, all these things being removed. That is where it became real to me is at that place in my life where everything was gone. And you realize that you could fill your day with 101 things. And yet you're still going to lay your head down on the pillow at the end of the night. And you're not going anywhere tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I was. Yeah. And when that happened, it's like, okay, then the only difference. Right. And God brings my wife and I back through these cycles all the time. Whenever we're, whenever we're off, for a while, we'll go right back to, did we move from that first place where we started our day with the Lord? And again, this is not a religious practice. No, no, that, no, that's no. what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. I was talking to Pastor John Gagney, and he was talking about how his time is at night. He doesn't live by this rule and law that he has to wake up early before the sunrise. And no. you know, God wants to meet with us. And if, if we, even before we get into being fruitful and consider considering generational decisions and the implanting and imparting of these seeds, we have to have something to give off, something to deposit. Right. And that has to be real. And I, I have to say like that, yeah, that is totally it where we can become so busy with everything that needs to get done that we wake up and we hit the ground running 
And we have even forgot that God is here all right. the time waiting mm-hmm. to connect with us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's remem- remembering that, you know, doing things for the mm-hmm. Lord is not the same as being with him to receive. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's a lesson from Mary and Martha. It's not that what Martha doing was, what she was doing was wrong. Correct. It's just Jesus's point is calling Martha to a deeper lesson of Mary chose better because she was like receiving from yes. me. Yes. Um, yeah. Those things have to be done. They but, do. But absolutely. But this is the piece is that that place of intimacy, you yeah. know, we actually accomplish more. One can put a thousand to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Mm-hmm. Sure. I can do it on my own. Right. If I want to try, right, we're not going to accomplish anything without the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the best place in the world is to realize that everything rises and falls with him. We need to trust him and lean into him. And I know we're talking very, in a sense, I almost feel like it's a little mechanical, methodical, formulaic. But what it is, is it's, it's actually beautiful. Yeah. It's intimacy with the Father mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit. And it is real. Oh, yeah. When you draw near to God, oh, yeah. he will 100%. Amen. Be, he's waiting. He's well, waiting right well, there. Well, Jesus said, like, I will never leave you or forsake <clears throat> you. Yeah. You know, and, and the last thing he says, you know, I am with you always, yes. even to the end of the age. So I would, even, I would even say it's going to that place of intimacy and nearness throughout your day. Absolutely. Throughout your day. Yes. Yes. And, and we have to practice that. I remember, you know, when the Lord was first turning my life around, I would actually imagine, and I'm not afraid of it, I, w- I would imagine, okay, there's, according to the scripture, there's angels here. Mm-hmm. According to the scripture, he'll never leave me nor forsake right. me. So I'm going to see that Jesus is right here. Right. We're going to have a conversation as I'm driving in the car. And yes. that dialogue transformed my life because I began to learn how to be sensitive enough to hear mm-hmm. and not just to speak. So it's, it's amazing. It's supernatural. That's why God is spirit. Yeah. And those who worship, worship in spirit and truth. So it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And we come into this place of now this is the second week that God is really hammering home this point on generations. Yeah, We've been seeing all the way back to last year with Pastor Zach leading us on uh, the development of the, the King's Academy mm-hmm. and considering generations to the week before Jamal taught when Pastor Zach was here talking about making the right generational decisions to last week where Jamal is bringing us to this place of, hey, we're going to mm-hmm. reproduce. There yeah. is seed within us yes. that's going to reproduce. We got to make sure we're reproducing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you take us into the message? So as we're here, I, I have to say one of the things I really enjoyed was the contrast of are you a fruit or are you a vegetable? And uh, or are we being like vegetation or are we being <laughs> like a fruit? And the idea that, OK, we're either passive in the approach. And what I, I, I literally have been working through my yard right now, which is overgrown with thorns and thistles. And so this point, I hope we were paying attention Mm -hmm. because the point that Jamal was communicating about Lilia's, let's say, blueberry bush, I believe is what he called it, is if it's not tended to, if it's not kept, if it's not cleaned up and cared for, then these thorns and thistles are going to grow around it. And before you know it, you're not able to reach in and grab that fruit. Right. and right. So if God, if you, if you bring all these things out of the natural world, but that's one of the things I love is that the Lord will actually use the natural experiences mm-hmm. of our life to teach us. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Jesus did that's throughout right. his ministry. He that's always, right. 
relates uh, the kingdom of God mm-hmm. uh, to these analogies and and even our relationship with him because he's trying to call us to that deeper place. Yeah. And, and we need that. Um, and all I could think of the entire message on Sunday mm-hmm. was John 15, where yes. Jesus talks about uh, abiding mm-hmm. in him and, and he's the vine, we're the branches. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. Yes. Okay, so I, I would encourage everyone to go read that chapter. Um, but, he, you know, Jesus talks about how his father is a vine dresser and like he, he prunes off everything that does not bear fruit Mm. and i was i was i looked into that uh like why do you why do you uh prune off branches that aren't producing fruit yeah it's because um the the branches need room to produce fruit so if you just have a bunch of branches that stop producing it's it kind of gets it it can get in the way yeah wow yeah so you need some you need some space is there also a, a resource as well they're drawing water line up to those that's one of the things in that my I... cursory research of that i didn't come across <laughs> that but that does make that that would sense. make that would make sense yeah yeah because yeah, you need energy yeah you really do and that that's the piece even to me before we get into the fruitful part i can't move past this place of vegetation that again i know that we're presented with the idea of it's either vegetable or fruit um <laughs> I don't know. Jamal was just like not into vegetables. It's hilarious. He's so funny. He's awesome. Um, But the idea that I'm just thinking about the garden and if you plant lettuce or cabbage, and I know for me, we moved into a place and and this person who lived on this floor, first floor outside the, the window, they had this vegetable garden. And so there were all sorts of vegetation. There was mint and all these things. And they're springing up the year after and the year after. But they're surrounded with weeds and thorns and mm. all these different things. And so this concept of you have to be diligent to till the ground, to work the soil. You have to be diligent to even make sure that you're replanting those seeds in a clean space. Right. You know? So I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the vegetation piece, because even if you do have that vegetation, even if there's something there that's growing and coming back, you still have to cultivate around it. Yeah. You still have to be careful. So maybe you didn't replant it. Maybe, you know, but maybe there's something's left that's going to come back up. But the fruitfulness concept is that we actually can be passive. You Mm -hmm. think about the the apples that fall to the ground and those seeds go back into the ground, Mm -hmm. you know? And through that process, they begin springing up. And this was another point that began to hit me is that we are passively reproducing all the time. Yeah. And we have to make sure, you know, be a faithful steward of what's Mm -hmm. around us. Absolutely. And that's why I I really think it goes back to uh, what Jesus is teaching, where it's we abide in him. That's where it starts. Yes. Okay. So if, if. If we have, you know, committed ourselves to Jesus, we've accepted his gift of salvation, we have the Holy Spirit in us, and then it, we abide in Christ, and then he, the promise that he says is, if you abide in me, mm-hmm. you will produce much fruit. Yes. And then later on in the New Testament, you know, Paul teaches about the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's right. Right? So we are to produce those things. Mm. And what all of those fruits do is they make us more like Jesus. Yeah. 
And as we grow and mature, just like an apple tree grows and matures, mm-hmm. the fruit matures and and we you know we start to do this better. So it, it is a process. Yes. And so do not feel discouraged if, if you're starting to notice things in your life like, oh, this I am not like Jesus in this area. Okay, well, that's that's good. That's the Holy Spirit showing you that. And you abide in Christ and give him that area and he's going to he's going to produce fruit there. He absolutely is. Like you said, it comes down to that place and that posture of abiding. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not the branch trying to work out the fruit. Right. We're actually just staying connected, mm-hmm. which really leans into the other part about being grafted and grafted in. Yes. So our job is to stay connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. And this is what I love about one of the realities of coming to HPC and being a part of it. It still feels so new to me. It's still amazing because here... <clears throat> Not only are we embraced for where we are, but we're embraced for the journey. It's clearly communicated and understood. Okay, if you're finding some weaknesses in your life that are really coming to light, don't hide those. God is actually shining shining on those and exposing them to bring healing. So don't run from it. Yes. I've never had that experience anywhere where we embrace that. Right. And and, and the thing is, is like those areas are not a disqualification for God to use you. That's right. You're going to produce fruit. And his idea is to start reproducing through you immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, it says they overcame by the blood of the Mm -hmm. lamb, the word of their testimony. As soon as you are saved. You have the blood of the lamb That's and it. you have a testimony. That's it. And so that is all it takes to overcome. Yeah. And, and to go out there and start producing. And, and, but again, it's recognizing it's not my power anymore. That's right. It's the Holy Spirit moving through me and he's going to change me as we go. Amen. Just to park, as you're talking, I'm getting these visualizations right now. Since you've been talking, I've had this kind of visual of an apple tree and I see the passive and the active. So when you're born again and you're saved and you have this experience, you might have some very active depositing going on. You're just scattering mm-hmm. seed. You're pouring into everybody you can touch. And then there may be this season where you kind of hit this stride and you're like, okay, this is what it means to be. I'm settling in. Maybe you're bearing more passive fruit where mm-hmm. just people being around you, they're coming and picking off the tree. They're yep. experiencing maybe during a season, some, some of the apples fall, but they're bearing new sprouts on the ground. But then there is this place of actively sowing and actively reproducing, and that is taking the seeds that we have stored for a while, and now we're intentionally going and sowing. There's two types of sowing. You can scatter. I'm sure I'm not a farmer. There's multiple types of sowing, but the concept here spiritually would be you can scatter. There are times that we are scattering as we're sharing the good news, as we're living out, there are times where we are intentionally going and sowing into the ground, but both are active. And so I, I, like you're talking about, I believe that we can actually have both reproductions going on in our life at all the time, where there's passive reproducing going on just from the fruit leaving our tree or being plucked from our tree. And then there's the active where say, hey, like you moving into this place of having a greater influence, being a teacher, an instructor at School of the Spirit and saying, these are the things the Lord has deposited in me. I want to now reproduce those and share those and others will go and do the same. So Mm -hmm. you're becoming way more active Mm -hmm. intentionally with what the Lord is giving you. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, the enemy, um, just since you brought me up, I'll just 
that bring up something that came up with me the other day. It's like the enemy wants you to wants me to to see other areas of my life or a weaknesses. Yes. And it's and it's like, oh well, like am I exceeding my character? Is my is my position exceeding my character? Yeah. And it's like that's not the right that, that that's a good question to start with, but the, but in the hands of the enemy that leads to discouragement sure and then a performance based there you go. ministry. And that's not that's not good. So really it's you know the whole what does the Holy Spirit say? It's like, okay, well, I can take care of that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the question that we're, that's, that's what we all have to do. We're yeah. always submitting everything as we do it. Yeah, it's so good. It's important to come back around to realize like, okay, it's interesting you bring that up because I would say for me too, there's always these things that as they pop up, there's this sense of like, wow, man, I, I don't even, I'm feeling really disqualified. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like maybe I have exceeded all these different things. My character is not aligned to this. And it's like, well, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Right. His mercies never mm-hmm. come to an end. Now, when these things, and this is kind of what we're talking about, and I really believe that all this is important and plays into fruitfulness because this is the Father cutting away areas yeah. that aren't bearing fruit mm-hmm. or, or aren't bearing good fruit or enough fruit, but they're sucking the life from the branches that can bear more fruit. Right. So when we allow ourselves to submit to that process of the cutting away and the pruning, you know, we have an area of our life that we're like, man, I, I didn't know I still was dealing with that. I didn't know right. I was still struggling. I can't believe that just popped up. Mm-hmm. Well, I can squash it and act like it didn't happen and just, you know, trudge forward and expect, or I can allow myself to be exposed, expose myself to brothers and sisters that I trust yeah. and go through a healing process with repentance, renunciation. Mm-hmm. That's all part of the pruning process. Yeah. God, take the resources Absolutely. that are going to yep. that branch and cut it away mm-hmm. so I can bear better fruit. That's so good. That's so, so good. Um, so Jamal brought us into uh, the story from, uh, is it First Kings? First yes. Kings. Yes. About Naboth and Ahab. Yes. What, what were some insights you were getting from oh, that? Oh, I was completely taken. I was really, I love this whole training. There's so much in that. There's so much teaching. But even Naboth and his name mm-hmm. and what it means and how, you know, Ahab came very much like, oh, you know, I can't believe I can't have this. And that evil spirit that just rose up in Jezebel said, no, you can have whatever you want and I'm going to get it for you. Mm-hmm. And just how it goes right after cutting down what has been stored up for generations. I love what rose up out of Naboth, which is like, even if you give me something better, Mm -hmm. I cannot just sell out something that I've had generationally. Um, I will tell you something practically that the Lord is doing in my life right now. Yeah, absolutely. Our fathers and our grandfathers, you know, we're we're of the same generation, I think Mm -hmm. you and I, and our fathers and grandfathers, they didn't just throw things away. They actually fixed them and made them work. Mm. And we live in a generation where we just throw it away. Yep. We start fresh. Doesn't matter if it's a car, we just throw it away. And so mm-hmm. we're always on to the next thing, the new thing. Yep. Obviously, we all know that there's a time to replace. Yeah. But we haven't really learned as a generation to restore. So I believe God is taking me back to this place to restore. And what it's doing is bringing a, br- a greater level of understanding right. of this generational piece that there is something that needs to be sustained to mm. carry over to another generation. And if I just teach my children by my own actions that everything is so invaluable, it can just be replaced all the yeah. time. The value is just like, ah, oh, we'll just buy another one. 
if that's what I'm communicating, right. then I'm not having the same heart that Naboth went and died for this vineyard. Right. He wouldn't move. Right. He ended up losing his life because how can I just throw away something that it took generations Correct. to prepare? And, and this is where you have those two mindsets yeah. of, of producing or being self-focused. Okay. So Naboth had that right mindset of, I'm thinking ahead. Yeah. And this is something that I have received and I will also continue to give it to my children. Yes. Whereas Ahab and Jezebel, it's, well, I want that. Yeah. And it's for me. Right. Like they're, they're not even, they're not seeing past themselves. <laughs> no. Okay. And so when we are abiding in Jesus, mm. we are going to have that mindset of, oh, okay. I have received something because yes. I've been grafted in. Yes. I'm not my own plant. That's right. Okay. So remember, <laughs> like when Jesus says you are, you know, he's the vine, you're a branch. You're, yeah. you're just a branch. Yep. Okay. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That means when you're grafted in, you're, you have this awareness of, okay, I'm part of something bigger than myself that came before me. Yes. And it's not of me, but yet it's in me. Yes. And so now there's the Lord wants to do things through me. Mm -hmm. And that has that perspective of, okay, let's produce, let's steward, steward. Let's, let's, let's get rid of anything that doesn't, that doesn't fit here. Yeah. You know? Um, but when we aren't in that, we can fall into the whole Ahab thing where it's, this is all about me. Yeah. That piece on stewardship is just so critical. And I, I really believe with misunderstanding values and the fact that so many things can be replaced, uh, we've lost that sense of how important it is to steward what we have been given, which is why, I mean, honestly, Luke, for me, this area of stewardship and integrity, a lot of the stuff that we lean into at School of the Spirit, it's become so real that even look at relationships, we, we don't value the relationships that we have, that we just throw them away. We don't, you know, it doesn't matter what type of commitment and covenant we have made. And what I really believe, not to, not to become so negative on this message, because I, I know that's not where Jamal was going. No. And I, I want to make sure we're not leaning into the negative part here. But this is really an awareness. We have to become aware. We have to be awakened to the reality that, yeah, Jezebel, that evil spirit is lurking out there. And if we don't have that same type of mm -hmm. heart to say, wait, I've got something here that I have responsibility and stewardship for. Yeah. Like we have to wake up. Right, right. Well, and I remember um, this is back, this is probably a year ago when uh, Pastor Zach was doing the Seven Churches series. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it talks about, you know, that um, the Lord talks about how he's going to deal with the certain spirit. And I forget yeah. one of the churches, the, but he, he says Jezebel. Yes. And Pastor Zach told us that, the, that Jezebel, um, what that symbolizes is an illegitimate authority, mm -hmm. okay? And when we start to put ourselves on the throne, that's what, that's what happens. Yeah. Is, okay, you, you have forgotten the authority. Yeah. You have forgotten who is really in charge. That's right. And it is the Lord. And that's why it's so important to remember that he is the root. Mm-hmm. And Jamal talks about that. Yeah. You know? how the root is where the health comes from for the plant. Yes. And I cannot be my own root. That's right. Now, Satan wants me to think. Exactly. That I, you know, that's what he told Adam and Eve. Yep. You will be like, like God. Like God. He's basically saying you can be your own root. You're going to mm. be your own source. Which never gets anywhere. And, and this idea, kind of the way that Jamal wrapped up with, 
the grafting, taking a piece of the root source, the rootstock, and bringing it together, you know, with that healthy branch piece and letting it come together and grow in that nursery. And so as we look at ourselves, mm-hmm. as we look at the message, as we think generationally, again, kind of interesting right now. I mean, nobody gets together on our pastoral team and the speakers yeah. and just like, hey, this is where we're going this month or the next two months. When you think about Pastor Scott Axman here earlier this month and the way that God has led us, it's very interesting to me that we're headed into a new school year. Yep. Um, just some major generational decisions I believe that we're going to be facing. Really important to make sure that we have our ear attentive to the Lord's heart, to know how he is leading us and to be willing and ready to make the appropriate decisions and changes. And as we as we kind of wrap up here today, I just want to say it's important for us to kind of take stock and inventory, say, Lord, where where am I reproducing? Where Where is that passive reproduction just happening? Where am I actively reproducing? I'm taking the seed that you have given me, this life in Christ, this reality, and actually sowing it into others, whether you have children, grandchildren, whether mm. you're in the kids' ministry or serving yeah. in any capacity, always being willing and ready to pour out of that spirit. Absolutely. And, and you know, Jamal closed uh, his message. Of, I was in first service, but he had that picture of the tree that yes, I can loved produce it. all different I types of fruit. And it's because of grafting. Yep. Um, and he says it, it's actually called a family tree. Mm. And I love this quote uh, that Jamal said. He said, he, meaning God, he's trying to make a family tree in you so that he can make a family tree out of you. Yes. And, and that's how, that's what the Lord is always doing. He's, he's, he's after your heart. Yes. And he saw you when he went to the cross. Mm-hmm. But he's also seeing everything that's coming out of you. That's right. So good. We. We need to start realizing God, if, especially if we've been walking with the Lord for a while, he placed us in our home. He placed us in our community. He placed us in our job. He placed us in our family. God is not, he's not just wasting all these opportunities. He has some specific things that he wants us to do as we become attentive right. to that. Yeah, and I, I think that's one way that we become more uh, vegetative mm. is when we look at the different places where we have and we start we look at them through our, our fleshly eyes mm. like we're oh this is a that's a bad situation it's like okay it it, it could be a bad situation yeah. and i'm not going to take away from that but what does the lord want to produce yes yes through you in that situation yes or it could even be a good situation and yes. you're like that's a good area but because of our limiting mindset we're not even giving that good area to the lord and seeing it through his eyes that's right yeah so lots to think about, lots to pray about. And I really do believe as we come into this final week of summer, that's where the Lord wants us. That's the posture of our heart is like you talk about, you were talking about earlier as we started, just that regular connection with God. It doesn't have to always be in the morning, in the evening, but praying without ceasing, communing with the Lord right. throughout the day, a posture that's always willing and ready to listen and to connect with God. Amen. All right. Well, you want to pray us out today, sure. brother? Father, we thank you for all the good things that you Mm -hmm. do for us, all the good things that you do in us, and we just recommit ourselves to you. And Father, show us, each of us, um, just, you know, different ways that we could be abiding in you better. Uh, Teach us, Holy Spirit, how to uh, receive from you. Um, Show us the areas that need to be pruned and adjusted, and we just submit to you, and we look forward to 
seeing what you're going to do uh, through us um, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. That's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. Yeah.